Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Twirl Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox. And guys, today's episode is such a special one. Today, literally today, is our ninth anniversary, November 27th. And guys, it's just going to be a fun day to celebrate all that's happened in the last nine years and what we're hopeful for in year nine. It's just, oh. It's so good. So I've got Ty McBrayer, the owner of Twirl, in case you don't know, in the hot seat today. I'm grilling her with all the questions you ever wanted answered. I know all the answers to the questions, but you guys don't. So today is the day that you find out all the good stuff from the woman herself. And it's so good. It's so good. It's really fun to to hear how this came to be and what her heart is for why she does what she does. And you get to just hear our ridiculous banter. That is pretty much a day in the life of the two of us together. So, So welcome to that as well. Guys, we hope this encourages you in whatever season of life you're in and inspires you to go and chase your dreams and not sit around and live a mundane life. You were meant for so much more and I'm excited for you to hear a story today about a woman that went for her dreams and has allowed other people to live a beautiful life because of it. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with the one and only Ty McBrayer. Guys, today is so fun. First of all, it is Twirl's ninth birthday and in honor of our ninth birthday, we're going to talk to the one that chased the dream and made this whole thing happen. The one, the only, Ty McBrayer. Hi, guys. (laughs) She's dying a little inside that I'm making her do this, but I know all of you want to know how the twirl came to be in the very beginning and her heart behind it all, so today's that special day. Yes. Lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) Interviews are her favorite. If you're wondering why Liz is the voice of the podcast, (laughs) it's because she lives her best life when she does this, and... It makes me want to crawl under the table. So, so you're lucky when you hear her voice on the podcast. Is, yes, is what you have today. So today, so the prosecco is in the glasses. Yes, and that's, that's what you heard clanking. Here we are. Here we are. Um, it's crazy to believe that it's been nine years. First right? of all, that just blows my mind. It feels like it's been maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, but time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Yeah. And making all the things. A reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started dreaming about Twirl in January of 2009. Mm-hmm. And people think I'm crazy when I say I woke up with the idea one day, but if anybody knows me, that doesn't sound that crazy. Um, <laughs> I literally woke up one day and was like, hmm, I think I want to open a bridal store. I was working in corporate marketing at the time. I had just been through Um, several years working in government and before that I was working in Nashville at a historic property so I had done a little bit of everything and just really could not imagine myself going back into any of those and living a completely happy life Mm -hmm. career wise Mm -hmm. so I was 29 and I was one of the last of my friend group to even be engaged or dating anybody. I was freshly dating someone when I came up with this idea and he is now my husband. So um, he thought I was crazy. My family thought I was crazy. My friends thought I was crazy because it was the midst of a terrible time economically for our country. 
And to think about opening a small business with no experience, everybody was like, what the heck are you thinking? <laughs> so at night, after I would come home from my corporate marketing job, I would research and try and figure out how to open a small business. Um, I had no idea. I had never worked in bridal. I had never owned a business or thought about opening a business. It was always kind of a dream in college. We kind of joked that we would be um, own a wedding planning business in an old house. So, ironically, that's how we ended up at Toral. That's true. Right. Um, so, I just do a, I started doing a lot of research and realized that Lexington did not have a small, intimate, boutique-type setting at the time. And I really enjoyed that type of situation, shopping for myself, and knew that there had to be other girls out there that needed that experience. So... Um, I started doing research and found a little boutique out in Scottsdale, Arizona that had just started offering franchise opportunities. And since I didn't have a clue as to what I was doing, um, that seemed like the route I needed to go. So I started talking to them and I did a few classes with the um, Small Business Development Council here in Lexington, which was a great resource to learn about taxes and all the things you don't really think about opening a small business. <laughs> the hard stuff. <laughs> the hard stuff. The fun, fun, pretty stuff. So I started there and um, ended up falling in love with the girls out in Scottsdale and opened as strictly a bridesmaid boutique, which seemed a whole lot less intimidating, intimidating yeah. and as big of an undertaking as actual wedding gowns. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the, the big peak of the bridesmaid boom at that time, too, mm -hmm. um, was making the bridesmaid experience feel super special as much as the wedding dress experience. So we started there. And like I said, I, I woke up with the idea in like January 2009 and opened the doors in November of 2009. Insane. So um, a lot happened in between those 11 months. <laughs> I quit my job in September of 2009 and was just living on hope and a prayer at that point. Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't have a loan in place yet, and I didn't have anything, really. So, opened in November 2009, and nine years later, here we are. Here we are. We slowly added bridal after about a year, because that was a bigger budgeting undertaking. So, after we knew that we were going to actually make it as a business, <laughs> um, I started adding that. And then a few years later, the Twirl and Scottsdale decided to close, that they, that was just not what they wanted to do anymore. And I freaked out for a minute, but then I realized it was a big growth opportunity for me as well, because I could really take it and do whatever I wanted to with it. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Here we are, nine years later. So that's kind of the yeah. long but short version. There's that's a lot amazing. of a lot that happened in between yeah. those other years, but that's crazy. I don't want you all to sit here for six hours. Because <laughs> we could do that. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about it, maybe it was last night because I knew we were doing this. And I was like, man, it's crazy to think that I've pretty much been a part of it for like half of its life. Yeah. A little yeah. under half of its life. You have. Which is weird. Mm -hmm. About three years in, I remember Brandon looking at me and being like, so when is Twirl going to stop being your hobby <laughs> and really start paying the bills? And you're like, well, I was very offended and hurt <laughs> because I had been pouring my heart and soul into it for so long. 
But really, the next year is when it you when just it turns. Kick in the pants. Yes. It's it tough love. Yes. Yeah. So it's been a hard road, but it's been wonderful at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Well, and that's a perfect lead way into what my next question for you is going to be. In the nine years that you've been, you know, it's it's been such a journey and you've experienced so many different things. So over the last nine years, what has been your favorite part about what you get to do? I feel like it could change probably every year, <laughs> but yes. nine years in, what's the answer today? It changes every year, but I think it's it's mostly getting to work with amazing women and pour into women every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to be a girl. Yeah. And I know a lot of guys would roll their eyes at that, but <laughs> it's They're probably true. not listening, so it's okay. <laughs> it's true. We put so much pressure on ourselves and so much thought into what we do and what we wear and what people are thinking about us. Yeah. So to just have that opportunity to celebrate women and pour into women every single day when they walk in our doors and also the women that have been my twirl girls through the years to get Mm -hmm. to build those relationships and pour into them in a way that I wish I had had someone Mm -hmm. in those formative yeah, 20s, um, when I was a younger, younger girl, um, mm-hmm. just giving them that atmosphere to enjoy coming to work and celebrating women well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. It changes. It changes. All the time. But yeah. No, and I think that's amazing. And to speak into you, like, you do an amazing job at it. Like, there's a reason I've been around. You know what I mean? Like, you were my first job out of college. And so many people tell you, like, oh, you'll change jobs a hundred times where you find the one you love. <laughs> she snookered me in with offering me a co-ownership of one That's store. But, yeah, episode. we'll get to that one later <laughs> next month. Um, but, honestly, too, like, it is. Like, you've created such a beautiful thing here. And we're such a family that I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. Like, <laughs> trying to make me cry in the Prosecco? <laughs> it's, the, it's the Prosecco. It's the Prosecco. But, I mean, you're just killing it, giving me all these, like, lead ways into my next So, like you just said, um, well, anyway, to wrap up. So, thank you for doing what you love and thank allowing you. us to love what we do a part of it. So, we're not crying yet. It's okay. Um, but you said, like, you wish that you had kind of had that in your formative 20s. What would you say? And I'm not going to give your age away, but what would you <laughs> say... If you could go back or even, you know, whatever, what would you go back and tell your 20-year-old self anything? Like, what what encouragement would you give her? I think the biggest thing would be to trust myself Mm -hmm. and not put too much thought into what other people are trying to tell you you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that I try to remind my little twirl girls Mm -hmm. of, to just remember what why you're doing what you're doing and and follow those gut instincts. Yeah. Um, I think I just overthought myself into mm. a tizzy when I was twenty. Yeah. And twenty one and twenty two and thirty seven. Um but just to trust yourself and have enough self respect mm. to be able to know that 
you are the only person that knows yourself that well mm-hmm. and to to follow your heart and your gut on that. Yeah. yeah. And to just stay true to who you want to be mm-hmm. and try not to let the world shapeshift you into mm-hmm. into something else. That's good. Yeah. I feel like you can hear that at any age and be good, but yeah, <laughs> especially as yeah, and just and honestly I didn't even have social media when I was 20, if that gives you my age at all. But I feel like girls now have it even harder because they have this constant stream of perfection, so-called perfection, in front of them. And I had it to a point in college, Mm -hmm. but not nearly what what women face today. So Mm -hmm. just reminding myself, and I wish I could go back and say, Mm -hmm. girl, have a little more self-respect for yourself. Yeah. Don't don't do just what this person wants you to do or this person wants you to do just because. Right. And that's what I try to remind my my girls of. Yeah. Yeah. To have that confidence in yourself. Yeah. It's everything. It really is. Well, I'm gonna read. I just I loved all that. I could let you talk about that for ten more hours, but um, I'm gonna read our heart and mission statement, and then I have kind of a follow up, like a question about it. It's our freaking question. Cheater. <laughs> She's cheating over here, looking at the questions over my shoulder. Hey, you have to be prepared. <laughs> she can't answer on the fly. So the heart and mission statement of Twirl is: We believe in creating meaningful celebrations because that is where the joy of life exists. We hustle hard, love deep, and strive to exude kindness in every aspect of our lives. We are givers of grace because of the abundant grace we've been given. We are graceful and humble to uplift, encourage, and serve women on our journey towards cultivating meaningful marriages. In the end, we believe what matters most is building a legacy of love and toasting to a life well lived. Amen. Amen. Right? That's that a, took us a while to write that. <laughs> it did. It really did. It really, really Prosecco was also involved in that. Yes, but it was. Yeah, all good things involve Prosecco. Um, but with that being said, and for those of you who don't know, Ty is the mama of two precious, precious girls, Claire and Audrey. And I think it's just so sweet that your girls get to witness their mom work hard and live out her dream from the moment they were born. What do you hope the legacy you're building instills in them as they grow up and cultivate their own? I would say the the biggest thing is to remind them that they can do hard things. Mm. Um, And that's something that we're facing right now with our six-year-old. In seeing her being so smart, but having that hesitation that a lot of us have in if she's afraid she's going to fail at something she's just not going to do it yeah so just reminding them that they can do hard things that I don't want to set the bar too high for them and say oh yeah I woke up with a dream of opening a store and 10 months later I opened it I don't want to put that pressure on them yeah but just remind them and show them that you can do hard things if you put your mind to it and you trust in praying and the gifts that you're given by God and just trust in the family that you've been given and having people around you that are going to build you up constantly to remind them of the confidence that they have and that is inside them all the time. They just have to be reminded of it. Yeah. Um, but that's what I try to show them. And 
when the mom guilt kicks in and I'm going to work on Saturday morning and they're still in their PJs at home eating donuts, I try to remind myself that they are seeing me go lift up other women and I try to involve them in that as much mm-hmm. as I can. They come mm-hmm. to the store and I'll put them to work. They'll fold towels and vacuum and um, enjoy running in and out of the dresses. And that's that's what I want them to remember is mm-hmm. seeing me go to work and enjoy it yeah. and not feel guilty for it and not be, um, not try to downplay it at all. Yeah. And mommy loves going to work and that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. You can do what you want to do and love it and still have a family at the same time. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a good mom. You can be a good mom and also be a good business person mm-hmm. and live out your dream. Yeah. I think Laura Casey said that at the Making Things Happen conference. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. And more little girls need to be reminded of that. You can yeah. live your dream and also have your dream of being a mama. Mm-hmm. And I remember too, um, someone that speaks into that so much is Christy Wright. And mm-hmm. when we were at Business Boutique, I don't remember, like almost a year earlier in the year, um, you know, she, she preaches it every time she gets on stage, of do not belittle the work that you do because mm-hmm. someone tells you, you should only be a mom. She said, you are a good mom because you work hard or I'm going to totally butcher what she says, but it was yeah. something like that. Like Something's for that you are a good mom because you are showing your kids what it means to like be a good steward of the work that you've been given. Yes. Um, and I just, I mean, no matter, no matter if you're a mom, if you're newly married, whatever it is, like, I think having that, um, that mindset of like, what kind of legacy am I building and cultivating? And what is that saying to the generations mm-hmm. before me and behind me and with, you know, like my own generation? Like, right. I think that, um, God has given us an opportunity to say really profound things through our lives and. How are we going to steward that well? And I think, especially for people that are mamas, like, what are we saying to our kids about through the way that we live? Because mm-hmm. I think actions are so much, I mean, words matter, absolutely. But I think actions speak so loudly. And I just think it's so cool that you started this dream before they were a part of your world. And so they're getting to see that from day one of their lives, yes. which is just really sweet. And Claire likes, Claire's my oldest, she's six. Mm-hmm. She likes to say, mommy, will I work at Twirl one day? And I'll say, absolutely, <laughs> you sure will. But I'm just warning you people out there that may work for Twirl in the future under Claire. She's gonna God be, bless you. She's going to be hard, <laughs> hard yeah. to work for. I'll ask her every Saturday morning, Claire, how many dresses do you think we'll sell today? And she'll set, come up with some astronomical number. Like, it's like 100%, like, over 100%. Like 15, 15. You're going to sell 15 today. I'm like, well, we only have... Like eight brides. Okay, well eight. <laughs> We're like, yes, yes ma'am. Just, just all in. All in. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. I will be retired at that point. I hope yeah. because I don't want her to be my boss. No, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, high standards. One. I appreciate it, but she's a tough one. Yeah, scary. <laughs> she she means business. She's she's set. Yep. And then Audrey just likes to tell you which dress she thinks is prettiest, which is always the one with the most sparkles. Yes. Always. And she likes to turn on the music on, yes. the, 
on the Alexa. Um, please tell people who her favorite musician <laughs> is at this point in her life. Um, she loves Johnny Cash. Lo- like, passionately loves Johnny Cash. She has a Johnny Cash t-shirt that is threadbare now because she has <laughs> worn it so much you can see through it, but mm-hmm. she refuses to give it up. Um, so she loves to go in the bridal suite and say, Alexa, play Johnny Cash. <laughs> and she just stands up there and sways to the music. Yep, right there on the pedestal. So it's her world. We're just living in it. So that's that's what we're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> They're hilarious. I wish everyone could hang out with them. They're amazing. Um, so what kind of going off of that? I mean, I'm like, we could end right there. Take, take him to church. Um, but what would you say, cause I think this is something and your journey to becoming a small business owner is so, or maybe it is, I always say it's untraditional, but maybe it's really traditional. I don't know. Cause I kind of do feel like anyone that ends up owning a small business is kind of like living on a hope and a prayer, living on a hope and a prayer or they like inherited from a family member kind of thing. Um, but what would you say is kind of your best piece of wisdom that you would share with someone wanting to venture into the world of small business ownership. Don't overthink it too much because if you do, then you'll never take action on anything. Yeah. Um, And also I would say never underestimate any contact or relationship Mm -hmm. that you've built in the past. Yeah. Um, As far as other jobs or friends Mm -hmm. or anybody, I say, Make those relationships, make those connections. Don't burn your bridges because right. you never know who is going to end up where that you might need help from. Yeah. Um, you get the furthest in business by by relationships and word of mouth. And I think just cultivating those relationships and making sure people know that you're going to take care of them and they'll mm-hmm. take care of you is one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just say don't overthink it too much or you'll never do it. It's right. kind of like motherhood. Like, you're never going <laughs> to feel 100% ready. So you just have to take the leap and go all in and have the confidence mm-hmm. that it's going to work, that you're going to make it work. Yeah. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't, then that's okay then too. That's okay. Um, but you'll regret it if you yeah. never try. But there's been a million things we've tried that haven't worked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. That's, that's a whole two other podcasts. <laughs> Failed attempts. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it is that you get to go in every day, and if you come up with an idea and want to implement it that same day, you don't have five mm-hmm. other people you have to go through to get it approved. Right. You can just make it happen. Do the dang thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally did that yesterday. We were like, oh, let's let's repaint the store and get some new rugs. All and, right. And, and an hour man. later, <laughs> we blocked out the day, and dang it, the walls are going to be a different color in yep. two weeks. But that's the fun part of it, too. Yeah. Just being able to trust yourself and mm-hmm. make it what you want. Make it what you want. But yeah. don't overthink it. Yeah. Because you're never going to please every, never gonna please every single person. So no. you just have to trust yourself and mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. And trust that you, that you, in this circumstance, like, your opinion is what matters most. Yes. I mean, obviously, like, trust-wise counsel and, like, if someone is, like, sister, I don't think that's really going to work, and they're, like, someone valuable in your life, then listen to them. Yeah. But also, if, you know, if it has valid reason to 
be a profitable thing for you, like, go for it. Mm -hmm. Go for it. And we always say, or at least I do, I'm always like, I'm such a risk taker. Like, if you asked any person in my life, they're like, you don't really think twice about it. You just do things. I'm like, yeah, because what happened? Like, I remember we went on a retreat in Nashville a couple months ago, and a friend of ours kind of, well, a new friend of ours kind of asked me that. She was like, you know, how, how did you just jump into it? And I said, well, I just kind of live out of the space of, like, not the mindset of well, what could go wrong if I do it, but in the mindset of, like, what could go right if we go for this? Yeah. And that is what, like, spurs us on far more than, like, the oh. fear. We're just, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, like maybe stupidly optimistic <laughs> but I think that and I said that to her and it like blew her mind I'm like oh yeah. well if we got in if we got into Enneagrams well I was gonna bring up that you're a three I'm a three which for those of y'all don't that don't know I'm a performer mm-hmm. and also believe that basically anything is possible so <laughs> I just have it in my head that I'm an eternal optimist I guess mm-hmm. Um, every now and then, some pessimism creeps well, in. And that, but that keeps us humble. Yeah. It's good. We need it. But for the most part, I believe that I can make anything happen. <laughs> and it's a blessing and a curse. It is a blessing <laughs> and a curse. So, yeah. Yeah. we A lot of things have been accomplished because she's a three, and then I'm a two, which means I'm a helper. But I'm also, I have a very strong wing which if you don't know anything about Enneagram we're talking a foreign language to you right now but don't worry we're getting an Enneagram <laughs> coming. coach on the podcast soon um but anyway basically we're a very dangerous duo and um that's why a lot of things happen <laughs> that's why we have a podcast that's why we have a podcast <laughs> and two stores and the, all the yeah. things all the things we just don't think about all the things that we do because then we get overwhelmed and we just take it a day at a time. Yeah. I think the other thing I would say is people going into business, listen to your people. You mentioned yeah. that, but have a hype man, <laughs> but also have somebody that's going to keep You're, you grounded yeah. as well and kind of say, okay, well, that sounds good, but how are you going to pay for that? Mm-hmm. Um, the equal balance of that kind of will help you go far as yes. well. Yes, for sure. For sure, for sure. And I think we've got, I think we have that in each other, but like Brandon is a good, he's really good at being a reality. Yes. He brings us down a lot. Not in like a negative way, but of a like, all right, girls, you're living in cloud nine. I'm going to bring you back down to earth for a minute. We're going to talk about how logistically this would maybe not work. Right. You can't add a a whole other extension on the back of the store that has two stories. If you add this chandelier, the ceiling will cave in. So shout out to Brandon for bringing, um, helping the store stay in one piece and not letting us run wild with all of our dreams. Um, but yeah, you need those people in your life. And we have, like, I was going to say, we have that in each other. We have that in family. Because um, my mom is also a huge, like, let's bring it back down to reality kind of person. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Um, but then we have, like, an amazing group of um, 
like our best friends, I would say they're our hype squad. Oh yeah, more than Kelsey they Malico sh- is everybody's <laughs> best hype girl, and we love her for it. But she I also could text her and say, "Kelsey, I'm gonna dye my hair purple today." And she'll be like, "Yes, yes, let's do it, do it, and take your pictures tomorrow." Yeah. So stay tuned. Kelsey will be on the podcast, being a hype girl for something we're really excited about. But you'll learn. You'll if you don't know Kelsey Malico yet. You will, and then you will quickly understand what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, you gotta have those people that are just the yin to your yang, but also like make you feel like really you could set the world on fire for good. And then you go and you do the thing. Mm-hmm. So the takeaway from that <laughs> is trust your gut, but have good people in your corner. Yes, exactly. There you go. And yeah. There's probably a lot more we could say about that. That's a long answer to that question. People need to know. Yeah. And I think, too, I think this is just something, like, because I have been that person. So, for those, this is not about me, but I'm just going to intersect this for a moment. (laughs) Hi, this This is Liz. This is my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm just saying, I was a wedding photographer and videographer for about four years before, well, it, like, overlapped for about a year when I started with you. But photography was my hobby for a really long time, and just, like, kind of happenstance became a job. Um, And I think I watch a lot of people, and you'll hear... um, well, you just actually heard um, from Beth Chapman. We talked about this too in, in her episode about um, like remember, like it's really fun to dream about a hobby being able to make you business or make you money. But also remember like kind of how Ty was saying like she went to the business whatever to learn about all the like not so glamorous parts of business. But that's it. Like you have to remember that it's a business at the end of the day. And if it can't be profitable for you um, – then just keep it as a hobby and like mm-hmm. delight in it as a hobby because now um, I, photography is my hobby again and creating like my best friend just had a baby last weekend and um, it was a joy for me to go into the hospital and take photos for her and I'm putting together like a little video from the weekend and like that's a hobby for me now and I get so much more joy out of it because I learned that I didn't want a career as a photographer and videographer, and that's okay. But so, but I needed to try it out. I needed to live that out. For uh, a yeah, to and then know. realize that you're living your best <laughs> life as a podcaster. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> and in a bridal shop. But too, I also learned about myself. Like I'm not good as my own boss. Like being a business partner with Ty is like my best life. Um, because she, like, makes me do business stuff that scares me, but also, like, I, I live such a better life with a partner, um, but being my own boss was not good for how God has wired me, so I think, too, like, that's just kind of a lesson as well, like, if you thrive in independence and can, like, be a strong, self-sufficient person in that area, like, you're disciplined and organized and all that stuff, like, great, maybe you could make your hobby into a business that, I don't know. I could go on and on and on. That could probably be a whole other podcast. But we've created like four other episodes. I know. Just in the recording of this one. You know, it's okay. That's what people are here for. Um, but all that to say, um, just be wise. Be wise and seek counsel about it. Because I didn't do that. I was a freaking 
sophomore, junior in college when I started doing that. And it was all my college friends being like, yeah, we want free pictures and really cheap wedding photography. And it was like, okay, cool. You'll pay me $500. Awesome. I haven't seen that kind of paycheck ever. And then it spiraled. And then I was in it before I could get out of it and had committed to all the things. So, um, yes, trust your gut and go for it. But also like have wise people in your life. Yeah, <laughs> telling you. Yeah, I'm not. Don't. I'm not saying like go out tomorrow and just rent a space and open up a business. You have to have the the steps in place. You have to write mm-hmm. the business plan. You have yes. to do all the hard work leading up to it in order for it to pay off in the long run. Yeah, you have to do the hard work up front in order for it to pay out mm-hmm. in the long run. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. Preach. There we go. There we go. All right. Well. We ask this of everyone we interview. Oh, <laughs> Our motto here at Twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. Should we tell the people how we came up with that? Yeah, I think, I think so. Do you think we should? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were trying our best to come up with a cute motto uh-huh. for the store. This was what, like two years ago? Oh, it was longer than that. Three years ago? Like three. Yeah. Um, we wanted something cute to put on a t-shirt and mm-hmm. to be able to, to give to our brides and say, this is just for our brides. Mm-hmm. This is just for you. So we had been racking our brains and we were delirious <laughs> on an airplane at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. coming home from market. Yeah. Which if you've ever been around us at the... <laughs> just don't be around at, us at, at the end of market. At the end of market coming home from market, our brains are just done. We're and zombies. We are Literally. tired from being in the city around 4 million other people. Mm-hmm. So we were just tired. And we were on the plane. <laughs> we were like, well... We couldn't fall asleep. We're going to be sitting here for a while. Let's just start, like, writing out some words that we want this to be. And we literally knocked it out. Mm -hmm. It was like playing ad-libs. Yeah. Like, we we threw out some words and, like, circled some words that we (laughs) wanted to be in there. And then it just kind of fell into place. Yeah. Kind of like the mission statement. We did that Uh with the mission statement, too. But she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. And And it it just felt right. And we were like, yeah, that... That'll do. (laughs) That's right. That's what we want for our brides, and that's what we want for our lives in general. So, yeah, it just just stuck. It did. Because the idea behind it is, I think, um, saying it, you know, just as a sentence, it can come off kind of fluffy. But the idea is that, you know, we are believers that joy is something that is deep-seated contentment in your heart, not just circumstantial happiness. I think it can totally be that as well, but joy is something that is deep within you, that resides within your heart no matter the circumstances surrounding you. Um, And then when you think about twirling, you know, it's this carefree attitude. You're living in this kind of state of bliss almost whimsy and whimsy and bliss and just like you're really happy um like you're like this is this is how life should be like you should be able to just like twirl through it you know and and then we said life because we were like we don't just want this to be a seasonal thing like we want this Mm -hmm. like our hope and our prayer for our our brides who hopefully feel like family is that this feeling of 
blissful joy is something that withstands your whole life long, not just in your engagement season or your newlywed phase, um, but your whole life. And so then it was, it kind of organically just became the statement of she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. And that's how um, we hope to live our lives. And again, sometimes it feels like the cheesiest thing that comes out of our mouth some days, but um, it, it really is like our hope and our prayer mm-hmm. for for us and our staff. It came from a good place. It didn't come from a cheesy place. No, like, no. What's the cheesiest thing What's we can put on a cheesy shirt that involves the world twirl? Right. Word twirl. But yeah, so. We should have kept that paper of everything we came up with. I'm pretty sure it was a napkin. Uh, maybe. Like a cocktail maybe. napkin. <laughs> Where all good things exist. Yes. On, <laughs> on an a... early morning flight back to Kentucky. Thank you, Delta. Right. This is sponsored by Delta. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not. Um, Delta, if you hear this and want to sponsor us, you can. Anyway, so what? So, Ty, what for you is the foundation of your joy? Yeah. So, (laughs) it's a loaded question. I told her this was the hardest question and asked if we could just skip this. And And she told me, no, no, no. If Um, we ask it, we have to answer it. Which I saw. The foundation of my joy. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Spelling B. Yes. <laughs> we ask this of every guest we interview. Our founda- our motto here at Twirl is, she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What for you is the foundation of your joy? Oh, goodness. Um, what, what brings contentment to your life? That's a good question. Um <laughs> <laughs> I told her the easy answer, and she won't she go for it. She did. I mean, she means the, it. The obvious answer is Jesus. But yeah, that's what I told her. I said, just use the easy answer, right? Which is the truthful answer. That's but truthful, but you know, there's more. There's more. There's deeper, mm-hmm. deeper foundations of joy. I mean, that's the deepest foundation. The deepest, of joy. but but a level more, more surface level <laughs> on a day to day basis. Yeah. Um. I don't know, honestly. I'm having trouble like wrapping my head around that right now. Yeah. Because I'm in the midst of a busy season of life with my girls and life in general. Um, so it's hard to, to put my finger on one particular thing. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest foundation of joy is doing something for other people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I find that when I am having a really bad crappy day if mm-hmm. I pull myself up enough to say okay what can I go do for somebody else mm-hmm. that's gonna brighten their day yeah then that brings me joy mm-hmm. and I great. think that's kind of where twirl came from too was yeah. that I wanted to create this place for women to be able to come and mm-hmm. have a joyful experience mm-hmm. and that gives me joy too yeah is doing something for others brings me joy yeah and it exhausts me (laughs) to a point of just I can't delirium (laughs) I can't get up and do any more at some points but But that's humanity yeah like that's right but I think that's I think that's my foundation of joy is Mm -hmm. trying to I love thinking of the perfect gift and I love I love trying to think of some ways to Surprise and delight people, mm-hmm. like just showing up with lunch to my grandmother's house mm-hmm. or 
making a little loaf of banana bread and taking it over to my neighbor. Just little okay. things like that. Um, just bring, yeah, bring my joy. That's good. But creating that, creating a space where other people feel joyful brings mm-hmm. me joy. Yeah. It's exhausting, but it, yeah, <laughs> in your healthiest state, right? That is what brings you joy. Yes. Well, I think that's good too, and I think that's so true. I mean, because that speaks to that what we were saying, like the deepest level of joy is Jesus, and I think like that's what brings him joy too, is like serving and loving other people. And Lord knows it exhausted him, you know, but. Mm-hmm. So of course it exhausts us too. Yeah, because he was perfect and he still got tired. I read somebody posted the other day. They were like, "Jesus took naps too. Go take a nap." And I was like, "Oh, thank you for that permission." Yeah. <laughs> it's like you need rest. You aren't Superman um, or Superwoman, I guess. But yeah, I think that's really sweet because it makes you kind of step outside of yourself for a minute. And yeah. And see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And that totally can cultivate joy, for sure. I mean, I'm all about some self-care, too. Yeah, but, but, yes. but doing self-care. something for someone else yeah. always seems to bring me joy. Because it just, yeah, it takes you back to the root of who you are and what makes your heart beat fast. So, it's good. So, long answer there. No, it's Lots good. Lots of delay to get to that one. You know, I love it. I love it. That, that's just life. Well... Normally, I would say at this point, tell us where we can find you, but you know where to find us, guys. (laughs) We're all in the same place. But if you don't already, come be our our friends over on our Instagram, at TwirlX, or you can follow our sister store, at Meant to Be Boutique. I won't give away your personal Insta. You like to keep that private for the fam. I do, and I have like 100 people in there that are wanting to follow me, and I have it. I'm yeah. mad about getting on there. What, do you, what so. do you call it? Purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> so sorry if you're floating in Ty's sorry. purgatory. You probably won't come out of it. We're, we're ending on such a light note. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come on over. Oh, but really, Aww. I would say cheers to nine years. Thank you. Clink. Thank you all for following along and helping us get this far. Yeah. It's crazy. Who the heck knows? Next year's going to be 10. Look out, world. Ooh, but crazy. we're just going to be present in year nine. Mm-hmm. Enjoy we'll it all. Let Suck it, it all shine. In. I'm just all about the rhymes right now. You are. Too much. We're cut, cut me off. off. Cut me off. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Guys, thank you for celebrating our birthday with us by listening to this episode today. It is so, so, so fun to share this with you and kind of pull the curtain back a little bit and show you guys kind of, again, the heart behind why Twirl exists and who Ty is and her story and, oh gosh, she's the best, guys. She is the best. And we are so grateful to each of you, no matter what relationship you do have with us, whether you are one of our brides or you're a hopeful twirl bride or or you're just a faithful podcast listener. No matter what it is, you are a part of our family. And because of that, we get to do all of this and connect with you guys in this way. And for that, we are so deeply grateful. You are the reason we get to celebrate another birthday in your business. And oh, it just makes our hearts so full. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for 
being a part of our family and loving and supporting our lives and our families and I could go on and on and on. This is not an award ceremony speech. This is <laughs> this is just me saying thank you for another year to celebrate alongside each of you. Guys, again, you hear me say it every time, but I'm going to say it again until I'm blue in the face. If you love what you heard today, I would so deeply appreciate if you would leave a kind five-star rating and a sweet review, especially you could, I mean, shoot, your review could even be like a virtual birthday card saying, happy birthday, twirl, and iTunes will count it. <laughs> the reason I ask this is because when you say kind things about twirl on iTunes, then it shares with the rest of the world that we are a place for people to come and connect and learn and leave inspired. And so if you would, that would mean the absolute world to us. And if you want to follow along with the shenanigans of the twirl girls, feel free to follow us along on Instagram at twirlex or at Twirl Talk Podcast, or you can go to our website, twirlboutique.com slash podcast, or just explore around on that whole website while you're there. There's lots of fun things to see. Guys, we love you so much. Next week is a episode many of you have been anticipating. It's my conversation with Ben Higgins, the former Bachelor, but we have some really, really amazing things in store for that episode and just a really cool partnership that we're going to do that you guys get to be a part of as well. So stay tuned for that. Until then, have a fantastic week and thanks again for letting us celebrate with you our ninth birthday. It means the world. We love you guys. Cheers to nine years.